0: Welcome to the October 2021 edition of Transcript Radio. I'm Mike Lovins from ODOT's Central Office Communications team, and I'll be your host. This month, we celebrate the 75th Ohio Transportation Engineering Conference, or OTEC for short. Then we switch focus to the wonderful work that disabled workers do for ODOT and other agencies in Ohio through special service contracts with goodwill and similar organizations. So let's get this show on the road. My first conversation is with Lisa Hall, the Jill of all trades, when it comes to the Ohio Transportation Engineering Conference. This year marks the 75th anniversary of OTEC, and Lisa tells me what it's like to organize such a large event and just how large it's become since its humble beginnings in 1946. OTEC is coming up, and I know people are are excited about it. So who is OTEC for? The
1: Ohio Transportation Engineering Conference is probably the largest two-day engineering conference in the Midwest. Um, We're co-sponsored with ODOT and The Ohio State University, and some of the folks that attend would be engineers, um, planning officials, uh, industry reps, regional planners, researchers, professors, government officials, uh, consultants, anybody that's interested in the transportation field. Gotcha. Would want to be there.
0: So what is your role then with planning OTEC?
1: Well, I guess I'm the Jack or you could say the Jill of all trades when it (laughs) comes to OTEC. It starts out from contracting to registration to creating the mobile app for OTEC. But my official title is the OTEC administrator, which means I do everything.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Jill of all trades, exactly. Um, so, but how long have you been involved with OTEC yourself?
1: Um, personally, I have been involved with OTEC since 2003. Um, I started out just helping with a few things, and then in 2010 I took over as the administrator. So it's been 11 years. This will be my 12th.
0: Wow. Good tenure there. Mm -hmm. So this year marks the 75th anniversary of OTEC. Has it always been such a a big event like it is now?
1: Oh, no, not at all. Um, It started in 1946. This is our 75th anniversary this year. And it started out just as a meeting. Um, And then it morphed into a very, very tiny conference with just a few sessions. And it was held at the Ohio State University Fawcett Center. Um, In 2001, ODOT agreed to handle all the logistics for the conference, and that's when we took it to the convention center.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Of course, ODOT makes it bigger. (laughs) Yeah, right. So like many events, last year's uh, was virtual. So how has the planning with going back to in-person changed this year versus previous years?
1: Well, just let me say that this morning I hit over 2,900 attendees and I have a feeling that a lot of folks are waiting to register on site just to make sure the numbers are low. Um, But it seems like everyone is so excited to see their peers. They want to be in person, they want to see their friends, they want to see other folks. I was assuming that registration wouldn't be quite this high, so I'm very surprised right now at where we're at. Is there a cap? We don't have a cap. Um, Our highest year has been about 3,986. Wow, okay. So, too many more than that, we're going to probably run out of space, but um, we'll keep going. We'll figure it out.
0: Well, so who do you have lined up to to speak? I know that's got to be a big draw.
1: Um, This year, our keynote speaker for the lunch on the second day is Major General John Harris, Jr. He is the adjutant general for the Ohio National Guard. Um, He'll be the speaker at the luncheon, but we have 77 sessions and 370 speakers. Wow, okay. So I really can't tell you everybody that's speaking, but there are a lot of people speaking.
0: Fun. Um, So what about partners then? Are there organizations outside of... ODOT then that helped make this possible?
1: Yes, OSU is the co-sponsor of this conference Um, but there are many more. There's so many companies that support OTEC by sponsoring, exhibiting, and just attending.
0: Have you already started working on plans for next year's event or is this something that uh, is like so big that maybe you just kind of take them one at a time?
1: Michael, I have seven days until the conference starts so I really don't want to think about next year yet today (laughs) but we do start planning in January Um, I usually get one month off usually in December that I really try not to think about OTEC but yes we start planning in January and it'll be full force
0: awesome well best of luck with this year's uh, event like, like you mentioned, people wanting to see people in, in person, I, th- I think that they're, they're going to have a great time in.
1: And we're going to try to make it as safe as possible. The convention center has all of the safety features in, in, in play, and we're, of course, going to try to keep everyone safe also.
0: October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. So to mark the occasion, I sat down with Crystal Burke of Goodwill Easter Seals of Miami Valley to talk about the employment opportunities they offer to disabled Ohioans who have a desire to work and how agencies like ODOT contract out these organizations to keep our facilities clean and provide meaningful jobs. So Crystal, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to, to sit with me. I, I think this is uh, something that is really worth Getting out there, letting Ohioans know the services that you provide, um, and to let them know that you know ODOT is taking advantage of these of these services. I think it's good for everybody to know that. So, um, if you could introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are.
2: Yes, absolutely, and thank you for uh, inviting me here. Uh, my name is Crystal Burke. I am the Vice President of Business Services here at Goodwill Easter Seals Miami Valley i've only been here a short time a little over six months however i've been in the field um, for over a decade i recently worked at a behavioral health care company and uh, there's never a dull moment and especially with the pandemic uh, things are definitely ramping up and um, again just happy to be here and talk about my folks
0: awesome um well so as i mentioned uh, before we get into what those services are you know i i mentioned that we see goodwill folks inside ODOT but who else do you guys work with?
2: So our division here we cover 23 counties in the state of Ohio so mostly the western portion of Ohio for Goodwill Easter Seals Miami Valley so you'll see us in uh, ODOT so the rest areas up in Lima but you'll also see us out at Wright Patterson Air Force Base we're in other community schools we're in private schools charter schools Um, We're in other local businesses Uh, We do a lot of work for Montgomery County more than 20 of their buildings So you probably just kind of see our unsung heroes every day and they just blend in and and you don't even know We're there, but you definitely can appreciate the work that they're doing
0: Well speaking of the work that they're doing. What is the work that they're doing? So uh, You know so we can recognize what it is that that they're taking care of
2: so yes, so You know with the pandemic it's been very difficult for everyone right there's been a huge shift in the way that everyone does business for us it's actually been um, a boost right because our primary service line is janitorial so with all of the additional disinfecting and sanitation we've never missed a beat so we're staying busier than ever and hiring in times where a lot of folks maybe are stepping their operations down. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't face supply chain issues. We're just trying to get people in as fast as we can to perform those services. So janitorial, landscaping. We also do some sewing, which is a little uh, different. That's probably a surprise for some folks. We do um, You know, snow removal, uh, carpet cleaning, floor cleaning, a little bit of everything, you know, we're open to other, you know, lines of business as well. My goal here is to um, bring a, a sense of consistency across all of our contracts because we are so spread out and build those relationships to be able to offer more opportunities to folks with disabilities. So not just traditional things that maybe come to mind, just such as janitorial. So if someone's got a bigger dream, I want to be there to uh, help them make it happen.
0: Well, okay. Well, that, that's a perfect segue then into uh, the next thing I want to ask you about. And that's um, the impact that this has on the Goodwill employees that are, that are out there doing these jobs, because as we said, typically it's um, folks with some type of, of disability. So, h- how does this impact their lives?
2: So, I think it's such a positive impact because it's opportunity. And you know, one of the things that I like most about the partnership with the state of Ohio is that they essentially carve out um, some portions of their budget or contracts for people with disabilities. And I think. That's important because um, oftentimes maybe they're overlooked because maybe productivity um, isn't as high as someone without a disability, or they maybe need certain accommodations. And you know, just being honest, not all businesses can afford to do that, or or have the option to do that. So I really applaud the state for doing that, and and it's it's a great opportunity for us to be able to. Um, employ folks all throughout the community so what it gives them is a sense of purpose you know the first question that most people ask is what's your name well second is what do you do Um, and giving them a job a place to go a sense of you know familiarity some structure we all need that so regardless of the fact if they have a disability or not they still have A peer group they have someone outside of their family to engage with and you know a lot of times with the public you know we serve the rest areas we serve your headquarters your garage so we really are interacting with folks at all level in in the public and I think it just gives our people an opportunity to you know be among the rest of you know the world and interacting and they maybe don't feel like they're being treated differently, right? So actually for hiring purposes, we actually seek out folks with disabilities, right? So in most cases, even though you're not allowed, right? You you may feel like you're being passed over or maybe not the ideal candidate, the perfect candidate, because you do have a disability, but if there's one thing that people can take away from you know this podcast today, I would like to just let you know there's a place for you, and Goodwill is here with open arms. That's what we do. Um, more than 90% of our people um, on the ODOT contract have a disability, and that's from supervisors to frontline folks. And you know, I just I think it's amazing that we're able to do that, and you're actually given. Preference, right? We yeah. want people with disabilities. So uh, I just encourage people to get out there and take that first step and, you know, let us know you're interested or, or, or any other agency that, you know, works with the state or, or, or whatever. There are lots of opportunities out there for you to be a part of the community and, you know, to, you know, increase your quality of life, right? Are you guys
0: in any other state agencies?
2: so state agencies yes we just began a contract at the springfield air national guard base so we're doing their janitorial as well Uh, same thing it was a set aside contract that was carved out um, so initially you bid uh, you know uh, just like you would anything else so it's a competitive bid process um, so public funds are being used um, you know responsibly and you know you go through just like any other contract bidding process, but uh, they initially um, float that out to organizations like ours or you know others throughout the state that employ folks with disabilities.
0: Very nice. So you know I, I've been at ODOT uh, since the end of 2012, and since I started, I there are familiar faces that I still see. So do you find that the employees that you hire tend to stay on board for a long time?
2: I do. Uh, We've got a couple of um, nice young ladies up there. Stephanie, Maddie, Connie, Tamara, if you're out there, uh, we appreciate all that you're doing day in and day out. They haven't skipped a beat, as I said, uh, during the pandemic. And again, they're just kind of those unsung heroes. But yes, absolutely, our goal is to hire folks in, but not just to put a body in a spot, right? We want to make sure that you're successful. So if it isn't maybe the perfect setting or work environment, we're going to work to see, you know, what other contract or position might be more appropriate. Um, You know, whether it's a physical disability, mental health, uh, any kind of setting, we're, we're really looking for a successful placement. And I think the the difference is if you go to a lot of other places, that's, that's maybe not the goal. But we have other supports. We have case management, essentially. We have um, people that can help. So if you're having uh, trouble getting to work, you know, maybe overcoming those barriers of bus passes, okay, uh, bus yeah. schedule, we're able to you know a shift schedules if you know the bus comes at 915 okay well maybe you can start at 930 or 945 instead of nine o'clock and, and we're generally able to do that and still fulfill you know the requirements of the contract and and I don't know that that's the case in other uh, maybe for-profit situations or, or if you aren't working specifically um, to help those with disabilities overcome those barriers
0: so, what kind of qualifications then do you look for in, in employees? It, does it depend on what type of role you're you're looking to to fill? Or I just wonder at like how that hiring process goes versus somebody maybe without disabilities.
2: So, the business services division here at Goodwill Easter Seals Miami Valley employs over 250 people. So. We've always got open positions. There's always moving parts. Um, we help people build their resume. So, you know, we're very open in terms of when we're interviewing people, if, if you, you know, tell us, I wanna go back and get my uh, college degree or I wanna get this certain certification or license or, um, you know, I, I really wanna be a chef or this is what I'm looking for. We're, we're okay with that you know, just being upfront about it. Okay, we may not be your permanent placement, but we can do this for you in the interim. And I think we really work closely to again, match people to the openings that we have, but also their skill set and then what they want to do. So maybe you start um, in janitorial, but you might end up in lawn care, or you might end up um, as a supervisor, we we have quite a few I can think of I think eight uh, since I've been here just in six months that we've promoted internally just because they're doing great work and you know uh, just as you're saying they're familiar faces and they've really stepped up during this pandemic and you know um, they are doing work that you know sometimes even they weren't uh, aware that they were able to do that but with some support and encouragement and you know accommodations of, of any kind. So whether it's schedule um, for, like I said, uh, transportation, something like that, or if it's actually a, a, an accommodation for a physical disability or um, a mental health uh, challenge, we're able to do that as well.
0: So if someone is interested in, in this sort of employment through, through Goodwill, how would they go about uh, finding you and uh, who should they contact?
2: Well, Mike, like everything, uh, I would direct you online, right? All all things are online these days. You can find us at gesmv.org as in Goodwill, Easter Seals, Miami Valley. And there's a job link at the top right-hand corner of the website. And once you click on that, you can scroll down just a little little ways and you'll see business services and there'll be a link to all positions as well as um, an Apply Now feature. You can also give us a call, 937-461-4800. We'll get you here to Main Street and they can connect you to either Rob Taylor, who's our field operations director, or Renee Gardner, who is our employment director here in the business services division. And they both have all the information you'll need and they can point you in the right direction.
0: Awesome. Well, I will make sure that there are links in the description. So if you didn't jot it down while you were hearing her mention it, you can find it in there. So Crystal, Thank you very much again for for your time. Um, I think that this is information that is going to hopefully be extremely helpful for, for somebody out there.
2: Absolutely. And I just want to thank all of the people at um, ODOT who have had the confidence in us. And we look forward to growing our relationship. And, you know, hopefully all of your listeners, you'll You'll see Goodwill and other organizations that are helping folks with disabilities every day. And, you know, just say hello and tell them that you appreciate it. It will go so far in their lives just to be noticed.
0: Lastly, I talked with Tim Bruni of ODOT's statewide facilities department. Tim oversees the contracts with organizations like Goodwill and is deeply passionate about the benefits these services provide not only to ODOT, but to the people who take
3: pride in the work that they are given the opportunity to do. My name is Tim Bruni, and I have been with ODOT uh, coming up on 11 years here in November. And I was hired into the statewide facilities office to go over and administrate and manage all of our janitorial and maintenance and compliance contracts for statewide facilities. Yeah, you know, initially we started out as a with the janitorial program. Uh, we used to have a third party administrator contract that was terminated and they turned all of the management of those over to the state agencies. Uh, and I was hired in to manage all of those contracts and work with 50 some vendors and $15 million worth of cleaning contracts. and. It turned into a couple of different things. It turned into statewide contracts and the janitorial contracts and just about anything else that's a detail-oriented item. I'm a numbers kind of guy, and it's it's a lot of fun to do what I do, and and I really enjoy it. Well, I'm glad you
0: like the numbers and like doing that. I'm not a numbers guy, so somebody needs to be able to do that. But uh, so speaking of like the janitorial contracts and all that. I thought it would be a good time to kind of talk about some of the businesses that ODOT uses that they themselves hire
3: disabled employees. It's funny that you mentioned that. All of our janitorial contracts are set-aside contracts through state legislation that require us to utilize community rehabilitation programs. We've always called them CRP programs. These CRP programs are designed to bring employment opportunities to persons with disabilities of some kind, whether it be physical, mental, uh, social, economic, uh, lots of different disabilities. Uh, And those folks work in environments where they can get training, support. And we work with about 50 different vendors statewide that hire persons with disabilities. They do all of our janitorial cleaning. They perform Lots of lawn care maintenance for us in a lot of our facilities around the state. They're those frontline people that you see in the rest areas that have provided cleaning services, maintenance services, and upkeep in all of our rest area facilities across the entire state. So you have thousands of opportunities that we're providing persons with disabilities, an opportunity to be a taxpayer instead of just a tax receiver, or a benefit receiver, mm-hmm. they're paying. They're paying taxes now, and they're getting the added benefit of learning new work skills, additional training that they can take and utilize for competitive employment in, you know, mainstream workplaces. It's a it's a great program. So obviously, this is important for for
0: their lives. But how is uh, using uh, these services?
3: Important for ODOT. We have 300 plus facilities, about 90 rest areas. And if we had, if we did not have this opportunity to provide janitorial and maintenance and lawn care services through the CRP programs, we would be looking at a huge increase in cost to staff with state employees. Many of our rest area facilities are 24 hour facilities that are open 24 7 and they're staffed with one or two people all the time. I don't want to work graveyard shift for (laughs) sure, but there's lots and lots of folks that want an opportunity that maybe wouldn't have that opportunity because of some disability or some disadvantage uh, situation. Uh, And these folks are able to really just develop work skills and learn how to work with others and, and do all different things that, they really would not be able to do in a mainstream employment situation. That's awesome.
0: By any chance, is there anything that you can share like a, a story of, you know, a, a worker that's, that's made a,
3: an impact, whether it's to the company or to you personally? I don't have any that have made an impact to me personally, other than knowing that there are two family members in my extended family who have been participants in this program with organizations where they've had a mental disability that they could not have had an opportunity to work in a regular job and receive training, so it's it's close to my heart because it, there's there were family members that I've I've had in this in this program, sure, uh, and it's provided an opportunity for them. Uh, one of my distant cousins worked over at the ODNR headquarters um, because this is a requirement for all state agencies. They were, he cleaned at, at the ODNR facility for 15 or more years and had an opportunity to work in competitive employment that allowed him to be self-sufficient rather than be a burden to someone else. And, and it, that's, why, that's why it's so close to me, because it, it, I've seen the benefits of it.
0: It might be hard to tell over, uh, over a recorded interview, but I can really tell your, your, your passion for this. And I, I think that that's very important.
3: It's a huge thing for me because I know what it does for people. I know the, the positives that, that come out of this from, from the work we do with these vendors. And it allows people to feel like they have a regular sense of success and, and that they belong. And, and that's, a, that's a great thing today. That's so important. We all want that. And, and there's no reason why we shouldn't all have that opportunity. Exactly. That's what these contracts are about. They're they're set aside to help those folks be a part of the everyday world, uh, where they might be looked at differently or looked down upon because of whatever problem they have. Uh, that doesn't happen in this program. It's everyone's the same. We're going to figure out what you're best at and and what you will do uh, and what you can do, and we're going to train you to do everything we need uh, and everything you want. And, I, and that's I, a great thing.
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, like. Just from my time there at, at ODOT, there's not a day that goes by that uh, there's not somebody you know, with the goodwill staff that, that works in our building that doesn't just smile and say
3: hi. Yep They're, they're happy to be there. Uh, and and here's, here's another very cool thing that I didn't say earlier. Not once during our entire pandemic and all of the craziness surrounding that, not one time did we have to close a facility because we did not have staff available to clean. They worked that front line. And many of those folks are at risk people to begin with, uh, with health conditions and, and any disability, but we kept every one of our facilities open the whole time. Not one facility closed because we didn't have people to clean. Talk about essential workers. Definitely. I try to tell the vendors that I work with that every time I talk to them, but it, it's good to put it out there that these folks are there, they're working, they're taking care of the place, they're keeping things moving. They're, they're definitely those frontline workers and, and they are appreciated. So before we wrap up here, is there anything else that you'd like
0: for ODOT and the rest of Ohio to know about this program? Really just, just
3: remember that when you encounter someone in a rest area facility, that's cleaning or working at the facility, remember that maybe there might be an underlying thing happening with that person. There may be an underlying disability or some other thing happening for that person. They may not seem right to you when you show up there, but remember that they have something happening and they're contributing to our society now. They're benefiting from this work. So give them a little bit of a break. They're trying. They're out there, they're working hard. Give them a little bit of a break and tell them to have a nice day. Tell them you appreciate what they do because they don't hear that enough.
0: There you go, yeah. Well, Tim, thank you very much for your time um, and for
3: keeping this this program going. It is my pleasure. It's a lot of what I enjoy. It's one of the easiest things for me to do is get up and come to work every day.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on your chosen podcast platform and never miss where these roads take us next. Be sure to visit transportation.ohio.gov for all things ODOT and know before you go by visiting ogo.com for traffic updates. That's O-H-G-O dot If you have questions, comments, or ideas, email me at michael.lovens at dot.ohio.gov.